Chapter twenty one of Carpenter's Geographical Reader Africa by Frank G. Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. In Uganda. Traveling northward across Lake Victoria, we enter the state of Uganda and move about from place to place exploring the country. Uganda is one of the most valuable and interesting of the African provinces it is a beautiful land about twice as large as the state of ohio with grassy plains lofty mountains and dark valleys the best soil is of a rich red there are hills of fine pasture dense woods filled with big game swamps choked with papyrus reeds in which rhinoceroses and hippopotamuses are found and other regions where the grass is ten feet in height there are also vast stretches of meadowland spotted with groves of beautiful trees and dotted here and there with villages about which are small gardens and farms the people of uganda have a higher civilization than any of the other tribes of central africa with a government of their own which they manage under the british there is a king and a native assembly which rules the people through the chiefs the people of uganda are intelligent they have a system of numerals of their own based upon decimals they are anxious to learn and they welcome the christian missionaries who are working among them they are polite neat clean and modest they all wear clothing either of bark cloth or cotton although some of them take their clothes off when they sit down to their meals in the huts this we suppose is to keep the clothes clean they are hospitable and we have no trouble in learning just how they live the huts of uganda are perhaps the largest and best in all africa they are much like haystacks in shape rising from the ground in a cone the doorway is cut in the side of the hut with a bonnet-like projection over it the houses are made of a framework of wood covered with reeds which is then faced with grass mats and laced with sticks or bark the walls are thick and the houses are comfortable entering one of these homes we find that the roof is supported by many poles so arranged that they divide the interior into two apartments front and rear in the back around the wall are bunks in which the family sleep at night about the chief huts are sometimes smaller ones where the women work making wine drying tobacco or grinding flour some dwellings have separate huts for kitchens others are quite small the cooking being done over a fire hole in the centre the floor of such a house is the ground it is covered with soft grass a new carpet of this kind being spread upon the old when it becomes dirty or wet some families let the chickens goats and sheep sleep indoors at night and we find that the dwellings are none too clean after all these people have but little furniture the ordinary family is satisfied with a few stools a half dozen earthenware pots some wooden bowls and basins made of wicker or grass the bark cloth clothing and other treasures are tied to the roof or hung upon the poles which uphold it there may be spears shields and hoes standing against the walls of the hut the villages are usually situated in groves surrounded by pasture lands the people have fine cattle with humps on their backs and also fat-tailed sheep and goats they raise chickens and have dogs which seldom bark 
nearly every family has a garden of sweet potatoes and other vegetables and some have patches of grain sugar-cane and coffee we see banana groves everywhere not only here but in the other states of central africa and are told that the banana is most valuable to the natives it gives them food and drink and they use it for string soap timber and clothing the green fruit is cooked as a vegetable and when ripe it serves as a dessert the banana is in fact the chief food of these people taking almost the same place that wheat and corn have with us the green bananas are tied up in banana leaves and steamed until they are well done the flesh is then floury sweet and palatable and when dried it may be made into flour banana leaves are used to thatch houses they serve as tablecloths and napkins they take the place of paper they are the covers for milk and water baskets the stems of the banana are sometimes made into fences and their pith is scraped out and used as a sponge the fibers form excellent cord and may be woven into sun hats and shields there is an intoxicating drink made from the banana which might be called banana brandy and another less strong which might pass as banana beer while a third banana drink is not intoxicating at all if the native has bananas in plenty he thrives if not he is likely to starve we have but little trouble making our way through uganda there are many rows and the people are ready to help us about we find them kind and hospitable and far superior to those whom we met on our tour of the lakes the men are skilful blacksmiths and the women weave beautiful mats and basketwork using the leaves of the wild date palm we are delighted with the children and now and then stop to have games with them the boys are fond of wrestling they play ball and throw sticks in a remarkable way they learn to hurl spears and to use shields to protect themselves and have many sham battles among their duties is watching the cattle and sheep but their happiest days are when their fathers or brothers take them out with them to trap the game for which the country is noted during our stay with the british officers we talk much about the future of central africa they point out the richness of the soil and its value for grazing telling us that uganda will some day be one of the chief cattle raising countries of the world they describe how the railroad now planned from cairo to the cape of good hope will eventually be extended northward through this region where it will connect with the road from khartoum now built along the nile this will give a railroad from one end of africa to the other and will make many changes in this faraway land End of chapter 21